everybody, and welcome to another episode of Yali Reddit. My name is Laura, and I'm one of the hosts. My name is Maggie, and I am the other host. And we are blazing through this summer by reading Jenny Han's summer trilogy. Um, it, it's uh, the summer I turned pretty. Um, it's not summer without you, and we'll always have summer. Spoiler alert: This is the third book. Um, if you're just starting on this episode, interesting, but we'll root for you. Um, this is the final book in the trilogy. This is the final book. Um, their memory does live with us, and uh, the season two of will all not will always have summer, but the summer I turned pretty is coming out. Yeah, so, you know their memory lives on, but for us. This will be the end of our journey, aside from the wrap-up that we have next yeah. week. Yeah. Boy, has it been a journey. Where oh my we, gosh. I, yeah. I've had a blast. I've had a really good time. This was such a fun summer book. I feel like we have read so many different types of YA, but there's not many, like, summer-specific YA books, you know? Like, there's not, not any, like, YA, like, it's a summer romance, you know? Yeah, honestly, I would argue that most YA books are not set in the summer. Just no, because... they're always set in the school year. Most YA yeah. skip the summer. Like, remember all of the click books, all the private series? They would yeah. just be like, and it's fall again. Because you got to get to that winter dance. You got to get to the winter <sighs> dance and prom. That's exactly. all that matters. Some sort of homecoming thing. Oh, homecoming. Private series always had their fucking legacy party. Um, yeah. Wow. There's something Man. so authentic to going to classes. Young adult authors everywhere agree. Um, yeah. And I think that's the, the nice thing about this book series too, is it really leans into like petty drama. Mm-hmm. Like it feels so soapy. And that's what I think I'm having the most fun with. Cause I feel like it's like, it's soapy in a, a way that it could happen. You know, it's so, it's unbelievable, but it could, it's very like plausible soapy. Oh, I mean, especially this book, you guys, this book is so dramatic, but I do think there are those like very condensed periods of time in your life where so much drama is happening to yeah. you and it does feel like this. Yeah. Um, Not to, I guess, the degree that belly gets stuck in, but yeah. whatever. And I will, I'm going to start it on this question because I thought about this as I was, I was brushing up on my notes today going into this episode. Maggie, do you think Belly was always unlikable or does she get more unlikable throughout the series? Or do you not think she's as unlikable as I think she is? (laughs) Uh Well, I know last week we talked about the second book and I mean, I think she said some choice things to Conrad after his mom died. Um, But... I don't know. Like, I feel like Belly and her grief and her rage is, like, so palpable to um, teenhood, but not in a way that's relatable. Like, I know we both have watched Netflix's Never Have I Ever. Um, yes. And, like, the main character in that, I'm like, oh, I did a lot of fuck shit, too, that I can relate to with this. Mm-hmm. And Belly, like, sometimes it feels like it's purely selfish motivation and, like, yeah, And... I mean, this, I mean, this whole series, you guys have been with us for a while, is like her caught in the love triangle between two brothers. And I think I would have so much anxiety as a people pleaser. And, you know, as a teen girl to let one of them down that I don't think I could like string it along. And sometimes I don't get that in her narrative. And I'm like, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I think the comparison to Never Have I Ever is such a good one, because it's like, Never Have I Ever is 
at its core story about an unlikable protagonist that you really empathize with because she really deals with the consequences of her actions and like mm-hmm. grows each episode, each season. And that's, what's really great about this. Yeah. In this series, however, I'm grappling with belly is equal parts insecure and entitled. And yeah. it makes for an interesting character. Cause she also doesn't really like, have to deal with many consequences of her actions. Like even this book, I was like, I, I, and we'll get to this when we get there, but I was really expecting like some showdown where maybe like the brothers, like kind of put themselves ahead of belly and they never do that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of sympathy and empathy for her that I don't think she extends to other yeah. people. Um, which is interesting. And I think that if you have a little bit of awareness, like, being like, oh my god, I hate myself. And I mean, I guess sometimes she can, but it seems very far and few in yeah. between. Even like reflecting, I'm like, it doesn't come through to me that she's like has so much self-loathing. I think that would make her a bit more empathetic, where I'd be like, oh, okay. She's just kind of like like completely secluding and like isolating in herself by doing these things that are really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think with that. We should, we got to get into this book. We'll always have mm-hmm. summer. Um, this book takes place two years later after the end of the last book where she really just like kind of drove off into the sunset with Jeremiah. That is like the best way to put it. She is now a freshman at Finch University, which Maggie and I looked up is a fake college in this book, a real college at some point, but not the same one in this book. Yep, there's one in West London, and then there was an all-girls one in New York until about 1990. Yep, so, and so n- none of them are that this one. This one's in the East Coast somewhere. <laughs> this one couldn't have, because Jeremiah goes here too, Um, so he can't go to an all-girls college. That's right, they went to college together. They yeah, she, she followed him. Yep. She followed him. She met some friends, though. She met this one girl, Anika who she is new friends with, um, and Taylor is also at Finch University. Taylor's kind of jealous of this new friendship she has with Anika, but, like, whatever. She'll yeah, I over mean, it. also valid. I feel like it's very, very sad when you're like, oh, my God, you used to be my best friend, and now you have a better friend than me. That's a bummer. No, um, because I do think that's, like, that jump of, like, you meet a new college friend, and you're like, this friend doesn't know anything about me from my past, yeah. and you can just, like, start off where no expectations are held against you, and then yeah. you're like, well, but what about me? Yeah, you know? that's so fair. Um, and Jeremiah and her have been, have been rocket, rocking it for the past two years. Um, he's waiting for her in her bed in her dorm after her, one of her exams. And we find out that they're, you know, going on strong. They've got summer plans. He's going to be interning at his dad's business. Mm-hmm. And Belly is going to be waitressing this summer as she has done last summer. And they're going to go to cousins whenever they can. It sounds like they've got a pretty good idea of where this summer is going to lead them. Yeah, they started dating right before her senior year of high school. So right now it's been like two years and we get a preface early on in the book that Belly's like, this is kind of weird how this always unfolded. Um, She alludes to the fact that she knew she'd be Belly Fisher one day, but not this way because she's always loved both Conrad in a more intense way and Jeremiah in a more comfort way, which I was like, "Mm, I think think you're taking the safe option is what I'm hearing. Yeah, and also it's it's very unhealthy to be like, this is how I love this person. It really should just be like, a, I love this person, not like, I love this person comparatively to this other person. Like, that's not a good a good vibe. That's a bad vibe. 
No, no. I mean, like, love definitely changes, but it's like you also have a choice in how you love someone. Yeah. It can be intense. And it also, but I feel like also, like, love is also not just, like, a one note, and I feel like that's Mm -hmm. what she thinks it is. It's very one note to her. It really does. And we can't really tell, like, how she's feeling this one note, because uh, they, okay, oh, Jeremiah's also in a frat, which I always yeah, feel he like is. is. And they're going to his end of year party, and Belly's kind of thinking about how it's like, she's the one who's always going to, like, his parties and his friends, and, I mean, I get that. College is a really hard time to make friends, and if you go in a relationship, you know, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, it also seems like Belly is, like, weirdly a people pleaser in a way that she'll like basically never say when something bothers her lets it build up and then like we'll just combust um and we'll get a really good example of that later but jeremiah he has no idea that belly hates going to these frat parties and hanging out with his frat brothers all the time he meets her in the quad because uh he knows she's gonna be wearing heels that are gonna hurt her feet and he piggybacks her all the way to his frat house like that's a golden boy he also says that she looks like the sound of music, but hot, which made me laugh so hard. That's a gr- I would love to get that compliment, <laughs> honestly. I think it'd be so funny. So they get to his frat. It's a mixer with the Zeta Fee, um, his like sister's sorority house. And when Belly gets there, she drops off her bag. She sees him talking to the social chair of Zeta Fee, um, Lacey, who she's like, mm, should I should I be worried about him? Because Taylor has been like, she has a thing for Jeremiah. You should watch out for him. But this is, we women got to support ladies. Ladies got to support yeah. ladies. So Belly's like, it's okay. Yeah. And Lacey, Lacey has what Belly does not. Um, and that's um, confidence in herself. Yes. Um, <laughs> true. Unfortunately. Um, in the bathroom, Belly overhears that Lacey had hooked up with Jeremiah over spring break so we're immediately like whoa 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 we thought things were good here she confronts jeremiah about it and he was like listen pulls the classic friends maneuver of ross and rachel being like we were on a break and he said he didn't want to but she was following him around which gave me the sense of like um and was it consensual but they did have sex they had sex and that's pretty important because we learned Belly and him have not yet had sex. Honestly, her loss. Jeremiah sounds like a great time. I know. Um, <laughs> He's um, been to prom five times. You know he knows how to yeah. slang that thing. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Jeremiah slang that thing, Fisher. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but this this turns into like drama fight. They're both crying oh yeah she slaps him he's like no belly please let's talk this out um and we do get a flashback here which is very important um and we get kind of like uh how their relationship has been leading up to the spring break and belly does have a lot of resentments towards jeremiah because she kind of goes with the flow of everything and will not say anything that bothers her so then it all builds up when he decides he wants to go on spring break with his friends. We also have this really interesting perspective where Belly notices finally Jeremiah outside of summer. It's like a weird, like, boy yeah. manic pixie dream girl where it's like you only hung out with him in confined times. And now you're realizing he has flaws. Maybe he didn't yeah. pick up after himself as much. Maybe he 
really likes Indian food, which I don't know why that's a flaw. Like, yeah, a lot of the things she was saying were not flaws. She was like, he just really likes to have a social life and like have Indian food and watch movies and play video games. I was like, I like all of those things. That's weird. Yeah, like, I'm sorry you mostly hang with his friends because you can't uncenter men from your life. And like, I don't, it's not his fault you didn't make friends in college. Yeah. You know? It's weird. Um, But she ends up getting like really jealous that he's going on this spring break trip and he kind of invites her, but is also like, I'd rather just like hang out with my boys. And she can't stand this. And all of these things that have been building up, she dumps him. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's always about you, Jeremiah. You're so selfish. I think your fraternity is stupid. She also says he has an inferiority complex, which I don't know. You just so you just called your boyfriend stupid and you say that he acts out because he thinks less of himself. I would be like, okay, you clearly don't see me as an equal. Yeah. And then she breaks up with him. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then, you know, now and now back in IRL life, she's saying like this is all tainted now. And it's like, okay, one, calm down. And also, let's let's dissect this. The big question is. Does Belly have the right to be as upset for breaking up with her boyfriend? He, in probably his emotional state of getting dumped, goes and hooks up with somebody else. And then she wants to get back together with him. So he does. And now she finds out months later that this happened. Does she have the right to put the blame all on him? It's really interesting because I talked to my partner about this too, which I feel like is a hypothetical partners will talk about a lot, which I don't even know if it's a chicken and egg situation. But it's like, you know, like where if you and Nick were to break up and in that week long period you had sex with someone, if you didn't tell them, would they find out later and they'd be upset about it? Or if you told them, would it not end up being a big deal? Because like, I would think it wouldn't be a big deal. But I think if they found out, then it might be a big ish deal. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm in a place where it's like, if we were truly broken up for even like three days and I, I found this out months later, I'd be like. I technically can't like I can be like kind of like a oh that sucks but I can't be like how could you like we were we were broken up like there was no like how couldn't you read between the lines that we were going to get to get like back together because like that also doesn't exist like we don't know that at the time. Because like I think I would just take the chance of not telling and then it would come back to bite me but like like, I think I'm emotionally stable enough that I'd be like, I don't really care. Like, if you tell yeah. me, like, you process it and it'll, and it'll hurt. But I think that despite being, like, very stable, I think I it would hurt me a lot later on if I learned and then they didn't tell me. Because I'd be like, why don't you trust me enough to tell me? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think it's an interesting thing because it's also, like, you could even dive deeper of, like, who did this person have sex with? Who did your yeah. partner have sex with? Was it, like, their best friend or was it someone oh. they just, like, met one night? Because, like, if it was, like, a long-term, like, friend and I would be like, oh, my God, we have to see this person now? Yeah. Um, but in this situation, it feels like it's very clear that Lacey likes Jeremiah more. Yeah. They're also 18, 19. Um, so I think – I do think she's blowing out of proportion a little bit. I understand the shock of it all. Yeah. Um, but I really think she needs to just, like, take a step back and be like, I did break up with him. Yeah. Like, she she is she literally does say he should have known we were going to get back together which is manipulative. Exactly. It really is. She doubles down though in this moment and doesn't give it a beat, doesn't let it breathe. She goes and immediately tells Anika that he cheated on her and 
Anika flame to the fire or whatever. She is like, it is worse that he kept it a secret. Yeah. And you know what? Belly has a little flashback of being like, you know what? I keep secrets too. I have like memories of Conrad that I still think about. And it's this memory of Christmas after freshman year. So her and Jeremiah are together. She goes to the beach house. No one's there all alone. She wakes up. Conrad's there from like California because now he's going to school there. And there's like a moment where she trips and hits her head and Conrad comes over and like scoops her up to help her. And this is when she's realizing while she's with her, his brother, that she still loves him. But he yeah. will just always be the first love. But like. What a, what a fucking bomb. Like that was only like in this timeline. That was maybe five or six months ago. like isn't that crazy and then she broke up with jeremiah like three months after that and then like oh my god messy 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 also if you guys are alone at the beach house and you don't and you think maybe i shouldn't tell anyone that's a bad sign yeah she doesn't tell jeremiah about this at all and so like the like it literally makes it made me really mad that she was like how dare he keep a secret from me? Meanwhile, I was hanging out with a person I've been in love with for 12 years. That's also his brother. Um, and that's totally normal, though. Like, Belly. Yes, because if you don't intend to tell your partner about that, like, it's not cheating, but it's like, you obviously have intention to maybe be like, well, if something happens, I'm off yeah. because I didn't tell them who I Insane. was here with. Absolutely Wild. insane, Belly. We you need to be a little bit better sometimes. Um, <laughs> Taylor also comes to comfort her, and we do get a little how they made up after the last uh, book because you know, as you know, book two they kind of left off on bad terms. They really, really headbutted each other with some some disses that were pretty yeah. harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learned that Belly did initiate them becoming friends again. They were very much like not talking. They ran into each other when they were back to school shopping and Belly was like, hey, would you come over and help me like style this skirt I just bought? Um, and that's how they became friends again. Um, yeah, they yeah. have kind of like together but separate lives. Yeah. Like, boundaries because Taylor's yeah. in, you guessed it, a sorority. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. At least she's like trying to make friends. Meanwhile, um, so Taylor, you know, she's like, I'll, I'll kill him if you want me to. And yeah. Billy's like, no, no, Great no, man. you don't have to do that. She calls Jeremiah the next day after this, um, Taylor's been over and she tells him to come over and they talk about everything. She's like, how do I know you won't do it again? And he proposes a bonkers scheme, a bonkers idea, which is you could marry me. Yeah, okay, and listeners, for point of reference here, this happened on page 56, so, like, this is, we're not even, like, partially through the book. This is all happening in the first quarter of the book, Um, and, like, normally you could be like, how do you know I won't do this again? Maybe he could say, hey, we're not gonna break up again, like, that would this happen because we broke up, so that would be a reason, but she says yes! She says yes, she'll marry him! And <laughs> to make matters worse, so they're engaged. Woohoo. Great job. She has a nightmare that night of his brother being lost in the woods, which yeah. I don't know. How would we psychoanalyze that? Being like, is it abandoning? You're like abandoning the brother? Yeah. I but also it should be noted in this dream that uh, Conrad is like, like eight, nine. So it's like she's having a dream about baby Conrad, which is fucking weird. So if we're psychoanalyzing that, I'm going to focus on the fact that <laughs> is literally a child in this dream 
I don't know. So she wakes up. She's like, well, now I'm tasked with telling everyone. And she tells Taylor the next day. And Taylor, like anyone, is like, what? You're you're 19. Why wouldn't yeah. you wait until after call? You can't even drink yet. You haven't even tried. First of all, you haven't even tried dick. You haven't even tried beer. You got you to gotta figure out if you like either. You to know? be fair, Taylor Taylor does get on board pretty fast because Taylor's like, hey, you, you know, I spoke my piece. You do you. Let's plan your wedding. I know how to do all this stuff. And actually, Taylor knows a lot of details that Belly wants in her wedding from, like, stuff she told her, like, 10 years ago, which I think is really sweet. Yeah. Like, she knows that she wants, like, a carrot cake at her wedding and, like, this type of dress and, like, all of these, like, these types of colors and things like that. So I thought that was really sweet. Um, also, in this really moment, um, we learned that Mom and Conrad are still close. Um, and Anika's also weirdly supportive of them getting married. She's kind of just like, yeah, whatever you guys do you. Yeah. She kind of goes with the flow. She's like, okay. But Anika does learn that like, obviously if they get married, um, Jeremiah and her are going to move in. Thus she cannot live with Anika. So that's the only kind of a bummer. Yeah. And we do get like a, like a flashback here, um, about her like moving in meeting Jillian, who was her roommate, meeting Anika, who was going to be her roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of had like the first, you know, few days, weeks, months were kind of a hard adjustment for Belly. And just like, she thought she was going to make all these friends and it ended up being like a lot more difficult and harder than she thought it was going to be, which I thought that was relatable. I had a really, really hard first year of college. Like I just like was so nervous and anxious that like, I, it, nothing clicked for me for a really long time. I know, like, this scene of her parents helping her move into her dorm and then, like, just kind of going to the sponsored events in your hall and then being like, who the fuck do I make friends with? And then someone who's, like, drinking with the door open invites you in and it's like, you aren't, you can't, I don't know, like, I wasn't friends with people on my floor, but it felt like we had to be friends by proximity. And then you were just like, are we even relatable? Do we like each other? I don't know. But this is how she finds Anika, who is on her floor and she becomes friends with. Yeah, I don't know. Like making friends in college was really hard. Sorry, yeah. Any like, make, making friends it. at any point in your life is objectively difficult. Like that's a stressful concept to me. Um, it is. <laughs> um, but next day, Belly is packing up, says goodbye to the people that are still there. Her dad and Jeremiah help her pack up, and Dad's gonna take them out to lunch. Um, and Belly's like, maybe it'll soften the blow if I like tell him real quick. By the way, I'm about to get married. Um, and instead, oh, by the way, they Belly's decided that they're getting married in August, which is like two months away. That's a very important detail. Crazy. Um, but Belly does not decide to tell dad. She's like, no, I don't want to have to deal with like him knowing before anybody else. So we're just going to do it all at once. She's unpacking at home. She started working her serving job, saving money for the wedding. And Jeremiah calls one night and just says that he thinks she should stop working there, which that really pissed me off. But he's like, we can use the money my mom left me. I don't want you working so hard. Um, She wants to pull her own load, though, but like it's, uh, it's going to be so expensive, and they're not going to be able to get enough done in two months. And he's like, how about instead you contribute by just like you can plan the wedding because I have to work this internship for nine to five. He has yeah. to build a future. Look at them settling into their husband and wife roles. He's like, yeah. I'll work. You do the other stuff. Well, I mean, I think it would be, uh, I think it's a little different just because it's like, she doesn't really like, like her job. I feel like she's working to have money. And if he's like, I got you, 
I'd probably say no too, honestly. That is fair. I feel like I would want some autonomy and that would come in working a job that I hate. Um, But I also can't let anyone take care of me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Nick and I always talk about where like if one of us gets just like abhorrently rich, the other one would quit the job uh, or we both would quit our jobs. We'd just both be jobless and just living on all of this money we had. Yeah, um, it goes both ways, baby. Yeah. Um, and after this conversation, Belly is realizing she has to see Conrad soon and she's feeling a little nervous. And it's like, Belly, why do you care so much what your ex thinks? They're going to this like garden dedication um, for Susanna's memory because um, she gave a lot of money to this women's shelter. And like they don't see Conrad here. They're like, oh, classic Conrad skipping something, which I was like, I don't think he's going to s- skip the garden dedication. Yeah. event. He's probably just late. And he is. And then it flips to Conrad's point of view as he's rolling up late to this garden event. Jeremiah gives a really nice speech and Conrad's admiring belly he's like wow look at how good she looks in this little dress she's wearing and then he sees her and jeremiah holding hands and he's all tense about it yeah he's still he's still jealous and i guess something interesting this book does versus the last book that did jeremiah's point of view a lot this book focuses on conrad's point of view Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of bummed we didn't get any of jeremiah's point of view during all of this because i'm like he's the one i want to check in on because all of this is insane yeah, you guys are getting married. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, immediately after this, Conrad greets everybody, calls Belly his little sister, um, which again make I, I've said this before. Their Conrad and Belly's relationship has always been a little incestuous to me, um, and this continues to prove that. Um, yeah. and then they go to a family lunch, and immediately Jeremiah is like, "Hey, gonna just start this one off very hot and say that we are getting <laughs> married." Um, and this doesn't go well. Oh no, it goes downhill so fast. Her mom is like, "You're pregnant," and Belly's like, "No, no, uh, that's that's not what it is." And the parents are like, "Well, then what the fuck is this?" Um, and instead of people cheering, they. Both families separate very fast. They speed out of the restaurant. They're like, check, no more food. No more food. We're done. Yeah. And Laurel tells Belly that she has to give the ring back to Jeremiah. So Belly and her mom do not talk for one week after this. Um, and Belly will like hear her mom crying at night. Um, and Laurel's about to just throw throw more wrenches into this plan. And vows to not attend the wedding. I know. Oh, what an ah, insane and, bummer. I know. And Meg, we've went back and forth on this. I think Belly's mom is like a little too harsh in mm-hmm. this book. Like, I guess she was harsh before, but it's like, this has been like, then like last book was a lot because she was grieving. And like, but this has been two years since. And I, I feel like she's never been, like, this strict and controlling over Belly, you know? Yeah, I mean, I always feel like she was a really rigid woman. And yeah. I think they made a point of the uh, the three books of making her out to be, like, a feminist. She never approved of Susanna's marriage to Mr. Fisher and, like, her yeah. taking the last name. So I was, like, the fact that she is adamantly against her 19 year old daughter getting married is something that would probably be like 
low-key anti-feminist. I mean, it's not hurting other women, but it is kind of like weird to not live so much of your life and put like yourself in such a box that I don't think would yeah. allow you to thrive that I I was like this would make sense for Laurel to do as like a very uh regiment um feminist businessy woman because I would do the same thing. I would be like if my 19-year-old daughter was getting married, I'm like that's great for you. I know this isn't going to happen not to like infantilize you. Um you're not smart enough yet. You haven't yeah. developed um and I'm yeah. not going to support it. Yeah, no, and I get like the upset thing there, but I also know just like in the world of dealing with your children trying to like be independent when they are still very much children um acting yourself like uh I'm above you I'm better than you I know better than you is never gonna get you the outcome you want (laughs) oh no I mean it's definitely going to cause a lot of resentment between you and your kid and that's why I don't have kids but if I did have a kid I'd be like what you're doing is fucking stupid like I'm sorry dude but it is yeah um Mom is also going to recruit Steven to kind of try to tell her that she's too young. Um, And Steven, like, gets halfway through this battle before Belly's like, dude, did mom send you in here? And he's like, absolutely. And she's like, well, Jeremiah wants you to be a best man. And he's like, that sounds awesome. I'm in. Yeah, he's Uh, like, he turns around pretty quickly. The turncoat. He's like, wait, there's a bachelor party? And she's like, yeah. 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 Um. So Taylor, Taylor's really swooping in as both maid of honor and mom. Moral support. Honestly, a good friend. Like it's honestly, it's one of those things that sometimes you just have to let people make stupid decisions and it's like, they'll, they'll learn their lesson or it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taylor in her go dress shopping and they uh, find a really cheap dress that like looks good, which is exciting. They do. They go shopping amidst all of the other girls shopping for their prom dresses. And these ladies are shocked that this woman who is so young is getting married, but she finds her dress. She calls Jeremiah. She's like, I was really sad that, uh, my mom wasn't there. And he does something very sweet, which is show up to her house the next day with flowers. Cause he's going to win over Laurel. He's going to do yeah. it. Honestly, a good guy like Jeremiah, it's not lost on him that this is an insane idea. And here's the thing that I also like will argue for Belly and Jeremiah. They're aware that this is an insane idea. You know, they're kind of like, hey, we know we're young and this is kind of stupid. Yeah. um, But we want to do it. Um, It doesn't work, though. Jeremiah's plan is it, it does not work well. Belly gets so upset that she packs up to leave the house. She's going to go stay at Cousins Beach for the summer. Yep, her mom is not going to get her way, which was just wanting Belly the simple task of finishing school first, but Belly cannot give that to her. So she packs all her shit, she quits her job, and she's living in that beach house in Cousins, which you could have a worse summer to just yeah, like live in a beach house alone, sure. But summer's getting worse because she's not living alone. She's living with her ex-boyfriend, Conrad, who is also staying there for his summer break from California. <laughs> yeah, sucks for Jeremiah because he can't quit his internship. So I guess it's just going to be him and Con- her and Conrad alone. Yeah, and Jeremiah's going to spend the first night there. Should be really cute and romantic, right? No, Belly wants to sleep alone in her own room <laughs> because that's what feels normal here. I know. There's, it's just an awful situation. It's like her avoid or her avoiding Conrad, Conrad avoiding them, and then also the her sleeping in her own bed. And honestly, if I was Jeremiah, I'd be like, yeah, no, that's fine. We're gonna sleep together for the rest of our life. 
Right? Go ahead. But if it was also she just found out her ex was going to be here, I'd be like, that's a little weird that you suddenly <laughs> don't want to sleep in a room with me. Yeah. Um, We're going to check in with Conrad's point of view here um, because his, his main plan is he's going to ask Jeremiah to go surfing so he can get like uh, details on this wedding. Um, and he is also entirely pissed about this because he says, that belly is his. He says, and I quote about Jeremiah, quote, smug piece of shit. He's marrying my girl. When Jeremiah tells Conrad to stay out of it because Conrad's like, hey, maybe if both our parents don't approve, you shouldn't get married. Yikes. Smug piece of shit. Big yikes. Wow. It's one of those things that it's like, I, I love that like Conrad's entire vibe. This book is like, I'm older than him. I know better. And he's being just as bad, if not worse, <laughs> than Jeremiah. I know. Uh, Meanwhile, Belly doesn't know what's going on at all about Conrad's inner thoughts. She's making her little guest list. She's got a budget of $1,000. Apparently, they could do a clam bake on the beach. She's got it locked awesome. and loaded. Clam bake sounds like a great time. That sounds delicious. That's a great idea for especially on a low budget. And Belly's going to take a page out of her mom's book and she's going to avoid Conrad for an entire week. So they're just awkwardly living in this house together. Yeah, all they do is like um, split groceries and food and that's their only communication. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, like they start like casually talking as, as roommates and Belly has to go get these love stamps uh, from the post office and he has to go get a drill so now they're gonna go run some errands together um and he says, last she... time you were in my car was prom when she got dumped which is awkward Yikes. that is so like why would you bring that up <laughs> while they're stamp or while they're looking for stamps conrad gets a drill they banter yeah. about his old stamp collection. She asks if he has a girlfriend and he says no, but he's lying because we learn from his point of view. He's talking about this girl, Agnes, who we're supposed to just kind of assume is his girlfriend. Yeah. And he doesn't like her. He literally strings her along. And then she asks, like, if he loves her and he's like, no. And she's like, I figured. Yeah. And it's like, that's a bummer. He's like, okay. I mean, that's okay. It's impossible to get close to you. I think you still love that other girl, though. And the other girl is Belly because she also asked him on a scale of one to 10, have you ever been in love? And he said, yes, a 10. It was Belly. And I would be like, well, what the fuck am I doing investing God. any time in this guy? God, I'm also realizing Conrad reminds me so much of those guys that I would like date in my early 20s. And they're just like, nah, I, I can't date right now. I have to focus on this thing. And then you find out that they're still in love with like this girl from like college or high school. And you're like, dude, that was like six years ago. Move on with your life. I also feel like to be the girl who's like in constant stasis where it's like guys just think of you as like, like like um Andy and his toys from like Toy Story yeah. where it's just like they're like well you've been waiting this whole time too for me to text you after four years and be like I can't stop thinking about you and it's like no no I haven't yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been living you didn't write your name on my boot I've been living yeah. like <laughs> Uh, that is I feel like that never ceases to amaze me like back when I was like single like I'd get like a text from someone like years later and they'd be like hey what's up and I'd be like what do you want like I don't care to hear from you 
<laughs> I know. Oh my god, it's so crazy. But I mean, that's yeah. really what Conrad's banking on. He's like, he's just like, kind of yeah. hoping he can pick this toy up and play with her again. Yeah, he's he's like, I didn't write my name on her boot. <laughs> I, I wrote it her around the house with a sharpie. <laughs> So we cut to the present day where he's like, she can't know that I like her because uh, communication, this was a time when therapy, I guess, was still stigmatized. I don't know. But he's like, it'll just be too hard to walk away a second time. Like Andy, when he went to college, I'm back on the Toy Story thing. Honestly, more Toy Story analogies (laughs) for the rest of this episode. Um. He also is, like, still, like, mad at himself because he knows that he basically let Jeremiah and uh, Belly get together. He's like, I know I pushed them together that night at the motel. Um, And this is where I got really confused because it seems like, I mean, yes, he's blaming himself for Jeremiah and Belly being together. But I guess, like, when his mom told him to take care of Jeremiah, taking care of Jeremiah meant letting, like, just Belly have him have belly which i was like what and here's the thing i don't think that's what meant she meant by take care of jeremiah is like don't have feelings for anybody yeah because he's not really taking care of jeremiah at all he moved to fucking across the country how is he taking care of jeremiah i know i'd be sad i'd be like well damn i'm still your brother i want a close relationship and conrad's like no i need to be in a different state entirely yeah conrad he sucks i know um but you want to know what he's gonna do he's gonna start running more wedding errands with belly they're gonna go to michael's and get some vases together which is weird yeah they get all this stuff they get like these big vases they have a great time and when they get home jeremiah's there and he seems really tense that they're together but then just him and belly go to get dinner because belly invites conrad but conrad listen she doesn't get to hang out with the three of them they can't all hang out three which i don't know how that's going to work in your married life but good luck yeah i feel like they're they're i feel like they're very much of the mindset of like one of those like this will all just work out the way it's supposed to and it's like some things don't just work out well you know <laughs> yeah and it seems like between jeremiah and belly it's another tense situation because we get a little bit of their dynamic, which is him asking if they could dance to a song from um, that one Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction at yeah. their wedding. He's like, I think it would go viral online. I mean, you got to give it to them. Online's a big thing. They probably are just learning about the Harlem Shake in this yeah. book. <laughs> well, like, and I think like, and here's the thing. I think Jeremiah, and this is how I read this, and you can please disagree with me. I felt like he was just like kind of like, being like yeah like giving fun suggestions in a way to also relieve some tension of like this could be funny and this could be something fun that we do but like we don't have to and belly's getting really really mad at him for this and it's like belly calm down he's being very flexible like what what's going on i was a little annoyed that he was like we should have a tarantino themed wedding because if i was planning everything i would be like so annoyed but i would give some leeway I, heard, I read that as a complete joke like of him being like oh what if we did this i guess he does joke a lot that's true i wouldn't mind like i'm like maybe not our first dance but we could have a dance later on when we're like more drunk that yeah. could be our viral online one yeah um but when they get back from this dinner conrad's car is gone and we get conrad's point of view 
He's going to Boston yep. because he cannot stand that Jeremiah and Billy had to go to dinner together. And he goes up to his dad's house uh, and his dad's like, man, I don't really know what I should do about this wedding. Laurel's pretty much like putting her feet down. But I don't feel like that's a good thing to do. And Conrad really fulfilling Susanna's prophecy to take care of his brother tells his dad to cut Jeremiah off so he can <laughs> learn a lesson. His dad is having such a moment of vulnerability. He's like, I don't want to lose him. Like, I lost you. Conrad's yeah. really upset because he's, like, reflecting on how he's his dad's favorite. And Conrad hates that because his dad is unreliable. And Conrad's response, you know, of being like, you know what? If you don't want to lose him, maybe cut him off. Maybe. Well, why yeah. not do that? And it's so funny because his dad's like, I don't think I'm going to do that. And Conrad's like, why? He'll never learn if you don't cut him off financially. And it's like, it's very much just like, buddy, take a step back. Yeah. I love, he bounces from going to Cousins to Boston, giving horrible advice, and then driving back to Cousins that Monday. He's, yeah. He's got a mission. And, right? He's like, he's got, he's he doesn't have an internship like Jeremiah this summer. He's got all the time in the world. Yeah. Um. Later, uh, when he's back in Cousins, Belly tells Conrad that, you know, Jeremiah really wants him to be a best man. Conrad is like, no, Steven should just be the best man, not me. Um, and it's like, of course, Conrad's back to his old ways of being like, no, Belly, I can't fit into your life at all. Oh, my God. I know. She also gets a little upset because Jeremiah did not tell the dress code for best men. And he's like, and she's like, what? Why is he not like communicating to the best boys? Yeah. But I mean, he's he's doing his part. The Fisher's dad lawyer, Mr. Fisher's lawyer calls her and Jeremiah has like reached out to Mr. Fisher's lawyer and she found them a catering company and is like trying to iron out some details, which I was like, that was really yeah. nice of Jeremiah. to Yeah. Be. Mr. Fisher's helping them plan the wedding now. I'm going to pay for some of it. So that's super nice. But Belly weirdly gets very overwhelmed by this phone conversation. Yeah. She's like, I didn't think about tables. And it's like, Belly, calm down. <laughs> this person is planning the wedding. What are you overwhelmed by? Yeah. She like starts crying. Um, and uh, Conrad overhears this. Um, and Belly's super overwhelmed. She's like, I got to go to the florist and pick out flowers. And Conrad reluctantly agrees to go despite the fact that he's just like trying to stay out of the situation entirely yeah. before this we do get a quick conrad uh, point of view where he went to see laurel to kind of be like laurel she's your only daughter you have to go and she's still hesitant about it mm -hmm. um but then after that conrad begrudgingly goes flower shopping um and then they stop at this peach stand on the way back and then they go buy peaches and she's just like eating these peaches being like, wow, these are the best peaches I've ever had. And he like wipes her face with like his like thumb shirt sleeve. Yeah. Thumb. And she gets horny y'all. She's shaking. She gets really turned on. She's trembling with, <laughs> with desire. Like it was fucking like nothing about this scene read like sensual to me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? No, it didn't. But from Belly's point of view, it was like the B scene in Bridgerton season two. Oh my God. She gets home. She's Belly wishes. I know, seriously. <laughs> she's trembling. Jeremiah's there. And a lot of this, the plot is she getting home and Jeremiah, it, everything's tense. And she feels guilty, but she's like, but I have no reason to be guilty since nothing happened. Yeah. She's like, me, very much attracted to my uh, fiance's brother. There's nothing wrong with that as long as I don't tell anyone. 
She's got no time for this because her and Jeremiah have to go look at some apartments to live in for next year. Uh, Jeremiah wants this one that kind of seems like a bit dilapidated. I mean, you know, college apartments. It's like a party one. But Belly's like, I want the first one because Central AC, which honestly, that flex. But I know me at 19, I would have wanted the party one. Like, you have so much time for a nice apartment. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, me at 19, I was like, give me the cheapest space, uh, the cheapest apartment for the most space. I do not care yeah uh what amenities there are as long as it has like a bathroom that's all i really need oh yeah we just don't want outhouses no outhouses exactly no outhouses none for me thanks yeah um uh then after this is her bridal shower and her mom shows up um so her mom's begrudgingly coming around which is um good yeah, she does presents. She calls Jeremiah after this. She's like, the wedding is back on because my mom is here. And I guess they got Laurel's blessing yeah. in, in an unspoken way. Yeah. And uh, after this, we also get another Conrad point of view. And he goes to visit this guy, Ernie, who we find out has been a character the entire time. Like, basically in the background, he's like the owner or like the dishwasher at this like restaurant that he used to work at, the seafood place. Yeah. Anyway... Ernie, like, knows the deal with him and Belly. All they really do is, like, watch TV together, and they don't talk except for commercial breaks. Yeah. Um, And Ernie's like, buddy, you gonna stop the wedding? And Conrad's like, no, I can't do that. Uh, She's marrying my brother. And Ernie says, "Uh, and I quote, all bets are off, family or not. So Ernie's like, dude, go for it. (laughs) Destroy your relationship with your brother and this girl that you love, possibly. Yeah, he's like, it doesn't matter if it's family. If the girl is the one... She's the one. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a bad, bad, bad advice. And like, also, who, we're going to listen to like Ernie, who just like lives in a vacation town. Like, I don't know. I don't think we should. Not that there's anything wrong with living in a vacation town, but it is very much like implied that Ernie's just kind of a guy who like buys alcohol for minors. It's like, we can't really be like trusting this guy. <laughs> we can't trust this guy that 13 year olds are like PBR. And he's like, say no more. I will go get you a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and here's a bottle of tequila for um, for good measure. I threw it in as a fun tax. He probably says yeah. fun tax a lot. Oh, my God. He probably says fun tax. He probably loves to give, like, like seven-year-old cigarettes just to see how they react, you know? <laughs> so at this point, most of the wedding is planned. Um, we have a moment that seems to redefine any everything where Conrad comes back with, like, this open wound from surfing, and Belly is really stressed and takes care of him. She helps, like, slow the flow of the blood, and he's, like, lost so much blood that he's, like, going to lean on her shoulder, and she thinks for a minute that he's moving in for a kiss, Um, and then he's, like, I need to go take a nap, because <laughs> he's lost yeah. so much blood. And I guess in that moment, we learned that Belly was Team Edward all along, because she was really getting some vibes after all of, lo- of this blood around her. Yep. Um. <laughs> Yes, she was. After this, uh, people are in town for their respective bachelor, bachelorette nights. Um, And Belly, as they're all getting ready, he brings up this story to Jeremiah that's like, oh, my God, remember when, like, this thing happened and we did this together? And Jeremiah was like, that was you and Conrad. That wasn't me. And I'm like, that is so embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. I would have been like, oh, okay. But no, she digs her heels and she's like, no. I think it's you and jeremiah's like nope definitely not me 
and yeah, she just has to let it go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of like the hardest. Like that must have been somebody else because he knows exactly who the somebody else is. I know it's like worse if it's. <laughs> I mean, you're like dating someone and they bring up a memory with your ex, their ex, and you're like, nope, I don't think that's me. I would assume it's your ex, but if your ex is your brother and you were also there, yeah, you're like, like, well, I was kind of like teetering around the memory, but you weren't really paying attention to me, so. I don't exist in that one, which would yeah. suck. Great, great. Wasn't there. That was definitely my brother who you're still in love with. Um, at this bachelorette party, Taylor and um, Anika take the time to talk to her about sex, which honestly, good friends, because Belly still hasn't had it and they know she's going to have sex. Crazy. She's getting married. Yeah, it's it's sounding like Taylor's like, it's going to hurt a lot. And Belly is still stressed out about it, but she's got to figure it out because that wedding night is coming up. Aniko also makes a comment that um, Conrad is hot. And Taylor says that was Belly's man. And Belly has to be like, Oh, uh, not anymore. Actually uh, not anymore. And then later at dinner, she gets jealous of seeing Anika and Jeremiah talk to each other. Um, so make up your mind. Yeah. You got to make up your Belly mind. Belly also kind of does tell Taylor about like the whole like injury thing that happened and kind of like the vibe that she felt like that she wanted to kiss Conrad. Bad. And then we get the weirdest flashback in the history of this series to like kind of like remind us that like, wow, Conrad's cared about Belly this whole time. And it's a story of when she was eight years old. And she, like, spent too long looking at glass unicorns in the glass blowing store at the mall. And Conrad ended up buying her the glass unicorn after, like, yelling at her Until because she cried. he thought she was missing. Yeah. And she started crying. And it's supposed to be, I think, like, this sweet story of, like, oh, my God, he remembered that I wanted the glass unicorn. And it's like, no, Belly, he was, like, mad at you for getting lost in the mall. It was weird. It was a weird story that I was like, why are we bringing this up? I know it wasn't that cute, but later that no. night, um, after the they've had dinner, the girls have talked to her about sex. When Anika made a really great comment about how she shouldn't worry because Jeremiah has been with other girls, so he'll know how to take care of you. I yeah, that's gonna make Belly feel awesome. That was cunty. So Conrad is the designated driver of the night, and at the bar, Conrad overhears one of Jeremiah's friends being like, "So you're finally gonna get to sleep with Belly." That's excited. I mean, you haven't had any since Cabo with Lacey. And Conrad is pissed. Yeah, yeah. Conrad's like, how dare he cheat on Belly? Um, but he's also like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Because Belly finds Conrad on the beach immediately after this. Yep. Um, and she's like, hey, you should have like a drink to still celebrate. Um, and he's like, Belly, you should know. Jeremiah cheated on you with Lacey at spring break. Sorry, you had to find out this way, and sorry the wedding's off basically. And Belly's like, "Oh no, I, I know. Um, we we kind of worked past it. Like I forgave him. We were like broken up. And then Conrad's mad at Belly for forgiving Jeremiah. And it's like, Conrad, aren't you at the base level wanting Belly to forgive you for being a piece of shit the entire time you were dating? He says, "I never gauged he was the girl who'd put up with that." And she's like, "I mean, I I put up with worse from you." <laughs> didn't conrad like didn't we kind of find out in book two it was hinted that he was hooking up with other girls Self, the entire like time Sophie. they were together yeah yeah like come on conrad but no she calls him Fuck out you. and he says i never looked at another girl when we were together lies like we just lies. said lies 
lies. Oh my God. I, I hate him so much. He's such a gaslighter. And he says, I thought I knew you. And she's like, well, you know what? Maybe you don't. And she goes to leave. And this is when he pulls her in, reels her back in, and says, I still love you. I'll never stop loving you. And to t- not, not even, doesn't even leave it at that. He says, you should dump my brother and be with me instead. Her wedding is literally like tomorrow. I know. You can't do this now. Like that is such like emotionally manipulative bullshit to be like, oh, by the way, now that you're getting married tomorrow, not, no, we've been living together this entire time. I could have told you at any other point in time, but I waited till you were uh, hours away from getting married. Dude, and I'm going to... To ruin you emotionally with this? I'd be so fucking confused because he's like, he's he's saying he loves you. And then he's like, I messed up in that hotel. I knew I couldn't love you with all this anger in my heart, but Jeremiah could. And I'd be like, bro, so do you want me with him or not? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Conrad, of course he does, tries to kind of like apologize. And Belly's like, you need to leave because like this is not a good vibe for me to be around. I am getting married. Yeah. And then Conrad takes 10 steps forward to be the manipulative piece of shit that he is and says, you know that I love you. And it's like, how is she supposed to know that, Conrad? You've been in California for two years. What? (sighs) So she goes, she snuggles Jeremiah. She says, I love you to his back. Not Conrad's, but what a dilemma, because it seems like she likes both. The next morning, she's trying to avoid Conrad. She runs into him in the kitchen because they're all in this fucking house. And he's like, hey, can I apologize for yesterday? And I would be like, I do not need this energy. This is too much hot and cold. Yeah. Um, Conrad does go driving after this. We get a good POV. Um, Taylor corners him and basically tells him to stop emotionally abusing belly because that's all he does and Mm -hmm. she's like hey buddy now's not the time stop doing that um and she really goes into him of like you're you've always been not good enough for her you've always fucked with her stop that um yeah so i I was really happy that taylor like told him how it was i know Um, she's the best i know his point of view continues at the dinner view, uh, I said dinner view, the dinner before <laughs> the wedding. Don't know where that came from. Uh, and he tells Laurel that he's sad about Belly marrying his brother and he cries. He does. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's he's crying um, about this. Um, I'm trying to figure out where this is. Is this when he's driving This is away? right before Belly's midnight sun. I'll take it away from here. Okay. Belly can't sleep the night before her wedding. So Belly's going to do one of her infamous be- uh, Belly midnight swims. Yep. Um, and Jeremiah saunters out and he's like, hey, bride-to-be. Um, <laughs> not something that actually happens. He is, he is there, though. They do talk. And Belly's like, Jeremiah, now's a good time to tell you that um, uh, Con- what Conrad told me. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not. This is a horrible time to tell him this. No, it's not. And Jeremiah says to her, are you marrying me to erase him? That's insane. That was such a big line. He goes on. I I would like, I would be so hurt because I mean, he says, he's like, I see the way you look at him. You never look at me like that. And he also admits that he knows that she saw him at Christmas over the house. She says nothing happened. And like we said, he's like, yeah, but Conrad had to tell me. 
So if nothing happened, why wouldn't you tell me? Exactly. And after this whole, like, are you marrying me to erase him? He's like, no, of course not. I love you. And Jeremiah, honestly, respect his decision. He's like, you know what? I need to, I need to, I need to think for a moment. Yep. Fair, honestly. So he, he leaves. He literally, he gets up and bolts. Yep. And he's not there the next morning when Belly's mom's oh. like there to do her hair. It's wedding day, y'all. It's wedding day. Laurel gives Belly a note. Um, they're all, I mean, Belly's freaking out because Jeremiah's not around. And it's a note that Susanna wanted to give Belly on her wedding day. And Stephen comes in after this. Belly's a mess. And Stephen's like, I, I don't know where Conrad is or where Jeremiah is. And Conrad is looking for him right now. Yeah. Uh, Conrad does finally get Jeremiah back. Stephen's big advice to um, Belly is go big or go home. Yeah. And she's like, that's the best advice. Um, and then we do get Conrad's point of view of how he found Jeremiah right after that. Yes. And uh, they find him in the garden for Susanna, right? Yes. So he's in the gar- uh, garden for Susanna. Um, on his way out, Laurel does hand Conrad a note from Susanna to give Jeremiah just to kind of soften the blow. It's like the same that she gave Belly about on his um, wedding day. And when he gets there, Jeremiah is like, I should kick your ass. And Conrad's like, he punches him. He does. And he goes for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, if, okay, like, uh, Jeremiah's like, if you still had feelings for her, why give me the okay? And then Conrad is like, well, then why did you cheat on her if you love her? And it's not his place. Like, not his place. So Jeremiah punches him. He's like, great, you did that. I'm a piece of shit. You know how guys do. They'll be like, I'm a piece of shit. I deserve that. Let's go. But Jeremiah is still going and is like, you left her so many times. Like, you are a coward. And Conrad's like, I know. And she might be the only girl I can ever love. But read this note for mom. And he gives him the note. And Jeremiah reads it. He starts crying. He's like, you are not my brother anymore. You will never talk to her or I again after this. You are dead to me. And then he hands him the letter. And it's a letter to Conrad. Yeah, Susanna in her in her final state uh, accidentally put Conrad's note in the Jeremiah envelope and the Jeremiah note in the Conrad envelope. And for some reason, the Susanna letter talks about like, wow, Conrad, can't believe it's you on your wedding day. The only girl I've ever seen you love is Belly. Hope this girl's cool. Like, it's weird. <laughs> like, that's literally the vibe. It and really I'm like, is. Yeah, that's a little weird to write to your son about him loving somebody else that he might not be getting married exactly. to. Come on. Have some foresight. I mean, that's really taking a gamble, you know? And you want to know what Conrad does when he gets back from this? He's going to give Belly the infinity necklace that he was going to give her when they were dating two years ago. It's like a necklace that he bought on her 16th birthday when he, quote, forgot a gift but was too scared to give it to her, which. Lies. I don't believe it, honestly. That's a lie. Also, it's like, what meaning would this have then after we are dating? Like when it is like, quote, cool or socially acceptable to like date me. Why not give this to me at 16 when, like, all of the guys are still ganging up on me? That would be so meaningful. Are you kidding me? Yeah. God. Uh, but he's like, don't worry. Here's this necklace that you were supposed to have years ago. By the way, I'm leaving now, never to be seen again. 
Um, and then we get this fucking dumbass flashback of oh, them looking up at the stars on Valentine's Day that one time they dated for six months. As if we're supposed to think that anything Conrad did was redeeming. He says like no. one nice thing, which is I think I'll never trust a girl the way I trust you, which is like, that's just internalized misogyny, baby. Work on yeah. that. Girls are very Wait, easy trust to trust. Mom, Conrad? Fuck this. I know. I'm, I'm so I'm getting so heated right now. And I guess that this this um, whole flashback ties back to the infinity necklace because it's like she's like, he gave me the moon and the stars, which is like, wow. So you looked at the stars on a blanket and now you're like, this man gave me the universe. No, he didn't. He gave you a no, good time once. He got you an infinity necklace, which is always a design of a necklace that you can buy literally wherever. There's no nothing unique there. You could win it in a gumball machine. Yeah, like, it's like infinity sign, anchor, and like heart. Those are like the three symbols that you can always find for a necklace. Like, where's the originality? Exactly. To equate that to being like, he gave me the moon in my star, in the stars, calm down. What, what? Belly, how did he give you the moon? Name, name one, one thing he, time he showed up for you. He gave you a necklace you could win in a bowling alley. Like, that's what it is. He could have won that in an arcade. So Um, Jeremiah comes in, knight in shining armor, and he reassures her that there will be a wedding. He's like, it can happen if you wanted to. And she's like, do you want to talk about it? And he's like, no, which, but they should. But, and they, and they, and they do. He, he literally does confront her and say like, I'm always going to be your second choice. And then she's like, Belly says something crazy here. She says, yes, I still love Conrad but I'm choosing to love you as if that's going to be a good consolation for this poor guy. Who's apparently been dragged along for two years while she's gotten over his brother. Um, and it's, it, 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 it's not good, but that's not what Jeremiah wants to hear. He says it's not um, enough. And that he read, like Laura said, the mom's letter, which basically indicated Conrad only loves belly. And he's like, you know what? You owe it to yourself to see that. Uh, before letting him go, but I will say Conrad will always let you down. Uh, fair, fair advice. And Belly's just and Belly decides to romanticize this moment, being like, "I guess we just were never meant to be together." Like, Belly, you're not meant to be with Conrad either. He's going to fuck your brain up. You are going to need years and years of therapy. <laughs> But she doesn't get into therapy. No, we get a flash forward to a couple years later. Belly is reading the letter to her from Susanna. Basically, like, I hope you got everything you wanted in life. You are with I hope you're with a kind man, even if he's not a fisher. Um, He's not. (laughs) She's not. And she is with a fisher. (laughs) Belly's like 24 now. She got to live with Anika. I guess that was the consolation prize for not having a wedding. Uh, um, she went to Spain to study abroad. That's kind of fun, and that's cool. She starts getting letters from a guy who later shows up to her college graduation. Um, and then we flash forward to her wedding day. Jeremiah's there with a date. Um, and she's running through the rain. She's headed to this dance hall for her reception. And instead of the reception, her and mystery man they go to a beach, and. Conrad like launches her into the water in probably a thousand dollar wedding dress fucking up yet again and I guess they did it they're together woohoo yep yep it ends with their wedding day we don't get any 
the, the other books, they really gave us like a little like tidbit of like, and then this happened, but nope, this is where we leave it. They, they run into the ocean on their wedding day and it's supposed to be like a happily ever after. I refuse to believe that. Did you personally. read the letters that he wrote her while she was in Spain? Was that? No, was that? It's okay. So there's, so the book ends and then the end shows us after there's like letters he wrote her in Spain. Oh my God. And no. Laura, it is so funny. It's like five letters. They're all one sided and it's of him like sending them and being like, you're not writing back. Guess I'll just have to kind of like hope you will. Um, I'm sending Junior Mint, the, the, bear that i won for you he's really lonely if you could write him a letter back like that would be nice and it was like just like weird shit that like if you kept getting dms from an ex you'd be like please stop and that also doesn't make sense why would he have junior mint we learn in the beginning of this book she has it in her dorm room that's a plot hole jenny i don't i think he like went back to her house to get it so fucking stalker okay <laughs> i know it's really weird because like he's obviously still like friends with laurel but um he just he just writes her a lot of letters also at one point in the letter she's like having a fling in spain with this guy and he's like hope he treats you nice haha <laughs> and like later on is like well i would never do that to you and i'm like oh my god this is weird wow that's so all of that's real cringe i'll be honest it was really cringe um but in lieu of a top five, we still do kind of have a top five. But since a lot of this was ending on a flash forward, we got a few flash forwards. We want, kind of wanted to do a Maggie and Laura segment of like a stars. Where are they now for the cast yeah. of Always the Pretty Summer Time? <laughs> Always the Pretty Summer. That sounds like, like the Wish.com version. <laughs> I looked at my notes and it said, we'll always have summer. And I couldn't remember the first book title. That's so so funny. Honestly, these titles are all very similar and I get them confused in my head too. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this is instead of, in lieu of a top five, this is our five ever afters for our favorite characters from this trilogy. Absolutely. Um, Meg, you should absolutely start with number five. Yeah. I was kind of thinking like for number five, we're going to start with Steven. He was a, a big character sometimes, but not really. I kind of want to have like he becomes a sex wellness guru and he gives like all these TED talks across the country after banging over a thousand women. You know? Yeah. I think it kind of goes nuts. He's gonna, he probably is going to get like a like a like a PhD in like human sexuality and be like published author on it. That'd be dope. Yeah. I, I think Stephen becoming a sex god is incredible. Yeah. Stephen the sex god. <laughs> like Paul Conklin. Revere. That's their last name. Um, Number four. Maggie and I went back and forth of like which character should we put it for? Um, we decided to go with Laurel, our 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 mom with inconsistent behaviors. Um, we decided we decided to lean into something that Maggie had pitched in mm-hmm. the last episode that uh, we would do the enemies to lovers. And by the time like her and Mister Fisher are like sixty five, seventy, realize they're both like never going to get married again. They they decide to ride out the rest of their lives together. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a very passionate and probably very uh, resentful marriage. Enemies to lovers, because I feel like hate fucking yeah. late into your eighties can really extend your life um, warranty. I would love I would love your backing evidence on that. Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I get there. Uh, number Perfect. three, uh, we're gonna think Taylor, um, the hot blonde of the series. I think that she got married to um, a guy for a lot of money, didn't sign a prenup, divorced him, and she has a yacht now. For sure, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, oh, and here we have 
uh, Jeremiah, our our guy who really got put through the ringer, honestly, mm-hmm. sucks to be Jeremiah in this book series. Um, but we think he has had like the the biggest growth and glow up out of all of this. He, we feel like he has uh, probably studied business and technology. He probably sold an app or some sort of other business idea uh, in the very early stages, and now gets to just like travel the world as like a cool uh, travel influencer. And he is just living the fucking life. And for our high school uh, childhood sweethearts, if you want to call them that. Conrad yeah. and um, <laughs> the siblings to sweethearts <laughs> pipeline. <laughs> the siblings to sweethearts pipeline of Belly and Conrad. They ended up living at cousins, and we think that he's going to cheat on her um, when they are both thirty years old. She is pregnant with their second baby, and the first time he like cheats on her, it's like a random person, and then later on in years when they try to make it work again, he she realizes that he also cheated on her with her mom laurel yeah and we also said that belly <laughs> um, shop for went like doing anything with her degree and she has an etsy shop and <laughs> it's like for candles and all of the candles are just like weird memories uh that she has with conrad um i feel like it's like she makes t-shirts too with like one-offs or like slogans that he said that she thinks is either really funny or he comes back from doing a podcast and he's like I said the funniest thing so she's like I'll put it on a t-shirt babe yeah yeah I feel like their relationship is belly constantly seeking Conrad's approval still and never getting it yep 100% we put a lot of thought into that I would absolutely read a fourth book of Conrad and belly's just like effed up marriage hey we can write fan fiction of it I might. I haven't done a fan fiction in a minute. I do love a fan fiction. We could do it together. I think it'd be really fun. Come to the fan fiction side. Okay. Um, and I guess that leaves us with we gotta talk our canceled character for this book, Maggie. Um, I'm I'm gonna. I know we've canceled him before, but I really think I have to say Conrad again. Uh, he was yeah unforgivable to me. I really feel like Conrad. I think that like the ups and downs and the obsessiveness is like such a first love that it's like let it go grow a bit we don't have to end up with the first person we love you know no no I feel like god I would love like a young adult series or like even a one-off book that's like all about your first love and then like the final chapter is a flash forward of like hey I realized that that person was awful to me yeah and I met somebody who I actually love and I kind of understand what that means now and I really understand the person um, I grew into because I went through that horrible experience. I agree. Um, and I would never uh, talk to that person again. I also want to cancel the person on Twitter who said that hot girls are Team Conrad. I don't know who you are, but that's not true. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna find you and we're gonna hack into your Twitter account <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna delete that tweet and tweet something about being Team Jeremiah instead. Exactly. Jokes on you. <laughs> Joke's on you. We're coming for your Twitter account. And if you want to follow our um, conquest, our crusade to take down the hot girls are for Team Conrad on Twitter, you can follow us in our journey at Yahweh Reddit on Twitter, Yahweh Reddit on TikTok. Um, we're Maggie underscore and underscore Laura on Instagram. And if you're that girl on Twitter that we're going to come find, apparently... <laughs> 
Um, and you want to you want to intercept us before we get there? Maybe maybe shoot us a quick email for Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. We can hash this out like adults. You don't need to make a Jeremiah and Conrad out of this, you know? You don't need to hide behind a Conrad Fisher um, appreciation account. You can just email us and we will uh, give you our addresses. Come to whoever's closer. This is so funny. I what a you fun a series. Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm so sad we're leaving this series because it has been so fun. But we're going to really dive into all of our thoughts and feelings of everything we've read as a whole um, on our wrap-up episode next week. But we'll also announce where our 11th season will be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I feel like that episode is going to be a shit show in the best possible way. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have fun. We'll see oh. you then. Right, bye!